back to another episode of Popcorn Heroes. With me, as always, we have Armando. What uh, up? And today we're reviewing Ghost of Tsushima. Tsushima? Tsushima. 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 Yeah. Tsushima. <laughs> so, uh, like always, we're going to give our spoiler free review. Uh, we're going to give our. Um, Impressions of it, and then we're gonna jump into our spoilers. Oh, but first, we should always begin with the premise. And Amando, take it away. The premise of Ghost of Tsushima. All right, it is the year of our Lord, sixteen fifty nine. Oh, is it? It's fifteen. Oh, I gotta check the year first. I'm sorry. Oh, shit, I fucked it up. Uh, it's. 16-something... Ah, 1274. Jesus. Even further back. <laughs> Anyways, the Mongolian army is invading a small island, or a Japanese island, whatever you want to call it, called Shishima. And then, um, you know, the samurai go in there, try to take them out at the beginning, but they get overwhelmed. All the samurai die except the spirit of one and then he <laughs> no it's not there's no spirit <laughs> just one guy survives and uh it's just his journey to free the island of tsushima that's it that's good that's good that's why we have Pedro do our, our uh, premises um so amando uh what do you think one out of five i give it four out of five buddy nice this game is great dude it's it's a fun game. It's it's literally a game. You know how if you think about Last of Us or you know even Last of Us Two that we played right before this one, it's it's a video game, but it's more on the realistic side. And this one just feels straight up like a video game. And I think that will that I think that makes it so much fun. Uh, there's there's no pointless animations. There's no the, the action is very you know kinetic you know you moving from your stances you're very active in the battle you're not really you're not just mashing buttons um and and there's just always so much things to do the island is is beautiful like the game is beautiful looking um everything about it like the, you know they're, they're, of course the horses the, for me the horses don't look good and i don't think anyone can touch red dead redemption's horses though like red dead redemption 2 the horses the way the movie looked were amazing like this game can't touch that but overall the game is very beautiful the characters i felt are are, are good enough um some of them i i wasn't really feeling but overall like the the story is very straightforward you don't have to you know get so into it you know and i think everything just leads perfectly it leads you along um I, I like I like how you skill up. It's like they give you they give you enough resources that you don't feel like you're grinding, and and like you could just go about your business and you could collect stuff and you end up getting enough to level up and it just it, like it, this game doesn't feel like a grind fest and I think that that is really like important about this game. Um, but yeah, I, I think overall it's a great game, man. And the way you change your look and you know all these pieces you you have. You know, it's just, I think it's a very fascinating game, dude, and and it's it's definitely up there, man, for for this generation for me. I really enjoyed it, and, I, and I'm still trying to work on that plan. I'm, I'm like, 
one thing short away to for, to planning it. Nice. And I I never felt bored doing it either. So I think it's pretty good. It's a, it's a fun game. Highly recommend it. Yeah. So I was thinking about a score um, before we started, and I'm sitting around four point five. Man, definitely mm. really love this game. It's just really like just a fun game. Um, the combat use, like you said, is very fluid and kinetic. I think the story, while it is like generic and kind of like formulaic, there is a few beats that I was like, "Damn, you know what? This got me." Like, "Oh shit, this uh, didn't see this coming," or "I didn't think it was gonna go this way." And um, f- for me, honestly, um. I saw a very clear com- good comparison to this game and another like intellectual property in terms of like um, of um, of fiction. And so once I compared it to that, I was like, "Yo, this game is like the best of this thing." I'm, I'll, uh, I don't want to say too much because I want to give away the the story, but. Once I put my my headspace in, into like comparing it to something else, I was like, "This is just so great!" And I was in love with the game. Um, I think it happened towards the second act. Something happens in the second act. I'm like, "This is very similar to this other thing." And then once I got into that headspace, I was just like, "Oh shit! This is literally this, but with samurais." And um, yeah, it this game is so far is my game of the year. Um, for 2019 um, and that's 2020. Like 2020 sorry what the fuck is 2019 what the fuck is 2020 really um, but I think it's because uh, I think I, I compared it the same to like uh, 2018 or no 2017 or 18 when Spider-Man came out and God of War came out God of War to me was like the objective objectively the better game where I was like this is game of the year and but Spider-Man was my game of the year because of how much fun I had. And then Ghost is like that for me. Like it's just a video game for for video game's sake. And it's really fun and I just have a great time in the world. I've taken so many photos that I haven't even uploaded. I just have them <laughs> sitting in my like um, PS4. Um yeah. and I think I think because I was just so enthralled into the the game and the story. It's what pushes it up there. Obviously, in this year we have, uh, you know, Last of Us Two, and obviously Cyberpunk is another game that's going to be in the conversation. Animal Crossing, I'm sure, is in the conversation. Even Fall Guys, I'm sure, is in the conversation for Game <laughs> of the Year. Like, there's so many good games this year, but for me so far, it has been. Um, it's ghost yeah i would say objectively though i would say last of us but that's a different conversation for a different day yeah um but yeah just really enjoyed it um just love the characters love where the story went um yeah overall great game yeah for sure highly agree with that uh but yeah i think um i think people should play especially if you have a playstation um just how beautiful it is and like just having japanese culture i don't think games out there kind of go into Japanese culture like this game did unless you're like a Japanese game essentially but it's uh I think this is one of the first like samurai games I've played and 
because I've, I've never played the old ones you know like uh what's the name of that crap uh those huge samurai games i don't remember right now um but th th this this game is so fun that i think people should play it and they should like get it and and, and i'm pretty sure they'll enjoy it it's it's a great game it's it's up there yeah it's definitely up there for the best one of the best ps4 games for sure definitely in the yeah. top five i could think of um but yeah, overall i recommend it as well if you guys have a ps4 pick it up um they just announced a few weeks ago or last week that a multiplayer component is coming to the game for free so if you bought the game it's amazing you're gonna get a multiplayer component of the game and it's gonna be um co-op and yeah you're gonna be playing as four samurai warriors uh, but let's just jump into which is this. awesome. Yeah, which is fucking super great. I'm glad that we bought it, and it was so much value, dude. So much value for sixty dollars. Yeah, and it came out of nowhere too because you know we yeah. just, we already beat the game, and we already I I think it's worth fifty dollars just by its story alone. But yeah. uh, now we're getting this added um, component to it, so I'm pretty excited to see how that turns out. Yeah, uh, for sure. And even even the 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 theme of this game like the the, the theme the ps4 theme is amazing like <laughs> it's so good and the mask like the people are making like etsy mask of 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 the ghosts i'm just like damn i really want one of these now <laughs> it's so good oh man it's so great yeah it's definitely i'm glad that it's we don't like you said we don't really get that much games really in japanese uh culture especially like a historical game even though there's obviously some historical inaccuracies in terms of like when the weapons came out oh, and stuff yeah. like that, but um, it's still something that has been praised by Japanese uh, people, and I think when it comes yeah, to that it's, kind it's of one of the highest highest selling PS4 games in in Japan. Yeah, and so. I, I think when it comes to that kind of stuff, it's just like especially for a company as Sucker Punch rooted in Seattle, you know, primarily you know Americans of yeah. different races and different cultures to make a samurai game and not butcher the historical uh, meaning behind it or you know be very sensitive with that with that culture and for them to embrace it it, it that says a lot you know so mm -hmm. I think um, I think that's just it's just great I really commend Psycho Punch for what they've done so overall yeah it's just a, yeah. just just an overall great game um, but let's just let's mm -hmm. let's jump into the spoilers so if you haven't played this game yet um, you know pause it come back spend your week week or two it took us a while but we're we have full-time jobs and it's like a month yeah it took, it took us, a, us a month to beat it yeah it took us a while, a while to beat it but um come back when you beat the game because we because we took our time like we didn't rush it yeah that's true and I, I i did a lot of exploring I, I i did all the side stuff before i even got back to the story yeah um i, mean, I was really really exploring this game i gotta admit i i I rushed it towards the end because I knew you were done already. Um, but I still have like maybe like a few side missions and that's it. So I'm not that far off from where you're at. Um, yeah. But yeah, let's just jump into it. Um, right, so cool. spoilers ahead if you haven't played the game. And if you have, welcome to the spoilers. So the comparison I have for this game um, I compared it to Star Wars. And I believe I told you we had a discussion about it. So in the second act, where like he's just like Lord Lord uh, Shimura is like, oh, you can't be a ghost. You can't go down this way. We have to have honor, and we can't go down yeah. this like ruthless way. We're just like them, you know, like like the Mongols. 
and like mm. Jin's just like oh I need to become this to like save my people it was such a parallel to me of like Obi-Wan and Anakin and like Obi-Wan's just like yo you can't go down this route and Anakin's like nah I gotta go this route because I have to be bad so I can save Padme and I'm like oh shit this is fucking Star Wars yeah <laughs> and once that clicked in my head I couldn't unsee Star Wars so even well I mean if I mean Star Wars itself was very uh, influenced by the, the those old movies those old samurai movies the I forget the name of it the, the Shogun movies yeah those Shogun movies so it, in, in a sense those parallels makes complete sense because this game is heavily influenced by those old samurai games oh, also. Of, I mean, of course those old samurai movies of course I mean so. when you think about it in terms of like samurai having honor same thing Jedi's the light side all that stuff um, the the robes it's definitely rooted in like Japanese culture and like um, religion and stuff like that of course I guess for mm-hmm. me as like obviously an American guy you know who like does go. it the, the, the Kurosawa uh, Kurosawa Kurosawa so I guess for me as someone who doesn't really like watch those movies nor take in that culture, that was my comparison. Even though obviously yeah, sure. it's kind of like us comparing Tomb Raider to Uncharted, and it's just like, well, I mean, Char- Uncharted was first. I mean, Tomb Raider was first. Exactly. So it's just like, yeah. but if you don't know any better, you're like, oh well, Nate uh, Drake is a lot like Laura Croft. And you're like, yeah, bitch, because they just copied Laura Croft. But so like, I'm I'm that same way where. You know, my only reference is like Star Wars because I didn't watch or watch those Japanese movies nor took in take in that culture. Movies. Yeah. So once I got that in my head, I was like, "Oh shit! Like, this is fucking Star Wars. They're like, he has to be bad, and his uncle doesn't like it. And I thought at the end, his uncle was gonna be like, "Yo, you know what?" You, fuck, you saved us. You saved us. You fucked up, but you we, we good. Like we good. I thought yeah. I thought that was gonna happen. I thought so too. Yeah, it, it's it's funny you say that because uh, thinking like throughout this game when I was playing it, I was thinking about samurai culture in general, how they're very honor bound and how very like we can't move away from our ways essentially, and how the 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 con was was saying like I know what these people are gonna do. They're predictable because they have such a single focus, single minded way of being that I know exactly what they're gonna do, and I could take him out just because, of, just by, by, by them being so honor bound. And I'm just like, damn, man, maybe that's why the samurai uh, are extinct because they were so honor bound. They never, they never moved with the time. They never learned tactics in order to evolve and, and to you know maintain that that power and and if it wasn't for for Jin they would have been extinct they would all would they would they would all died right and even in that battle uh, where where Jin uh poisons everybody if it wasn't for Jin doing that they would have gotten wiped out so it's 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 just crazy how they're they're them being so honor bound and and single minded in their tactics was literally their extension. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I agree a hundred percent. It's one of those things where you know evolve or die in a way, and they just didn't mm-hmm. want to to see that. And 
and like when I was thinking, I was like, okay, his uncle is gonna forgive him. But then once they had in the the plot line of like, okay, well, you poison the monks. I mean, the Mongols. Now they know how to use poison, and now that information could have have now that information has spread to all of Tushima, and you know, like that's that's not good because now they can use that on the mainland of Japan. And who knows if that information spread it to Japan? You know, like who knows if a ship left uh, to the mainland and said, "Hey, we found this." You know, that could be something in Kosashima too. That maybe like the Mongols are using poison in Japan because of Jin's like uh, use of it. So I understood it in that sense of like, oh shit, you know, like while you saved us, you might have, you might have, you might have damned us as well. And so, like, you're not allowed to, like, live. Like, this is your punishment for, for Polly, the repercussions of, like, of our people. Yeah. But I just, I just didn't think and, it. And, 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 of course, is is the Shogun's fear also. Because the Shogun's who ordered Shimura to kill him, to kill Jin. So, that, it was funny because I, I was listening to the, 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 the Colin spoiler cast for this, right? <laughs> And I had to stop listening to it because I didn't. I didn't want to, you know, muddy my own mind. But one of the one of the questions that was, you know, uh, someone said is like, the Shogun itself was of like afraid of Jin, because Jin showed the people how to rebel against the samurai, the, the 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 samurai and and the Shogun itself, you know. And by doing that, the Shogun is afraid of a rebellion against his authority on in, in Japan essentially so because if, if the people follow follow Jin and how he rebelled against the authority of his uncle they could easily do that throughout Japan and overthrow the shoguns you know yeah fuck up so, the dynasty yeah essentially and you know that's a fear that he the shogun also created i'm just like i didn't really think about that you know i i i thought about oh the shogun was just being a dick because it's all about honor and shit but no it's the, it's the shogun being like oh like this guy is teaching people how to rebel and we can't not allow that to happen he needs to get punished we need to kill him right because people cannot revolt against us right and i mean like, that's that's an interesting you know idea that was brought up like, yeah, yeah, I remember I forgot which part of the game it was, but I remember hearing I think the uncle and Jim were talking about like you know like when they were like in calmer times and they were saying like I think there was like a village that didn't like you know Lord Shimura and the uncle and it was like yeah they just didn't like us and it was because obviously like you have the power you you oppress people you just don't know that because you're in the you're in the light of privilege so you don't know how yeah. how you are the oppressor and. In a way, I listened to a spoiler cast with the director of the game. And oh, nice. Yeah, in a way, he was saying how, like, you know, the con tells, like, multiple times, tells them, like, yo, lay down, like, lay down your sword. I'm going to whoop your ass anyway. Like, no one needs to die. And that's it. Like, I don't want to kill y'all anymore. I'm tired of it. Like, just get, just surrender. And you can just become part of the Mongol, like... You know the Mongol, uh, the empire, the empire, and they're like, nah, nah, nah. And it was just one of those things where, even in that sense, you kind of see how like 
you know, I understand in a way of like, yo, these people are invading you, they're invaders and stuff like that. But in a way, like, you don't want to relinquish your power either. And by mm-hmm. not doing so, like, you're costing a lot of lives. Yeah. You know, so like, I mean, I get it. This is like, you know, especially like in the kind of, kind of, I mean, this is a, an historical event, but still like in a terms of like, uh, fiction of like, these are the bad guys. I know you have to, you know, fight the bad guys to the end. But when you look at it in a yeah. logical sense, like, hey, like, your people are dying like in a rapid way yeah. like what do you do it's 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 funny because uh the the if you know about the mongol empire the mongol empire took over the majority of asia and the middle east and all that shit like the, the mongol empire was massive and what they essentially did was they'll go in take it over and then just leave and be like oh you're part of us now and you know of course they you know they they would leave somebody there but the culture itself would stay the same and they'll just kind of merge the Mongolian culture with the existing culture. So if if the Mongols would have taken over Japan, it would have been Japan with some Chinese influences. You get what I'm saying? Like that's what the what the Mongol Empire essentially did when they were taking over lands. Like they like I don't care what your religion is, I don't care what you do, I don't care what your customs are. You just need to bow down to me. And as long as you bow down to me, you can do whatever the fuck you want. You know, that's how they rolled. That's how they did their their conquering, you know. They were just brutal motherfuckers <laughs> when they did it. Like they were they were they were they were they were crazy. Um so I, you know, and they're a massive army, you know, the, all these lands they've conquered, they just kept, you know, adding to the masses essentially. So it's it, it's it's funny, you, you know, when you mention that like you just needed to bow down and you could have kept your way of life just need to follow the mongolian uh rules or whatever you know yeah i mean it it, it at you know <laughs> when you see it in that way you're like ah oh, the con isn't that bad <laughs> like he just wanted to, you know he's he's just you know well he, he's the con's cousin you know he's he's a con but he's you know the He's the cousin of the oh yeah the, yeah when well, you look Kublai like Khan or whatever it was you know yeah so when you look at it like that you're like ah oh, he he's just so bad he just wants to like you know you know claim his territory and walk away um, yeah and so yeah so like it's it's just one of those things where you just realize that like the samurai and samurai way as well might not always be the right way and I think Jin shows us that and even like um, the gameplay like the gameplay of being a ghost and the story the game is designed in a way that you can't uh, not be like you have to eventually give in to the, your ghost powers because yeah. there, there are so many enemies the game forces you yeah the game forces you and there are so many and it's a it's a weird thing where because there's so many enemies and you have so much weapons and tricks up your sleeve as a ghost that being a samurai just isn't the way to go for it where you have literally like territories for people and you're like yo you want y'all want to fight <laughs> and 20 people are coming at you that isn't the- I, I did that all the time <laughs> but, <laughs> right but you- at, 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 cer- at certain points um by by the by the end game i was op i, I before i left the second island i had maxed out everything already so I'm just like I would just go in there and start smashing people and you know doing everything, and I'll do the standoffs and you know I'll I'll sometimes get them and and uh, since I was wearing the, the the Sakai armor, 
I get up to six standoffs at the, at one time. So as long as you get the first one, that's it. You get all of them in six, and you and you fight the rest, and that's it. You're done. You know, it was it was fairly simple at, at towards you know the end game. Um, and the biggest complaint we have to this game, the storm, which is consistently going on if you're using ghost stuff and that is the most frustrating part of this game it's always there you just i didn't know like oh i i, I didn't know using the the good knife was uh was was a, like in my head it's a ghost weapon you know if you see it in the game a ghost weapon but it didn't register in my head that it was a ghost weapon and i was i, I use it a lot with the dogs because you know dogs were annoying so you just do that and and dogs die so I kept you know whenever dogs were around I did that and I'm like damn man why is it always storming it's so annoying I'm doing everything legit everything legit I'm doing like I'm, I'm not I'm not using none of the ghost stuff and halfway through the game I realized that the, that the kunai was a ghost weapon I'm just like great dude no wonder it's storming all the time because I keep using the kunai so I, I had to stop using that and just being straight up all the time in order to stop hearing the storms consistently happening. Uh, I think towards the like around end game, the the storm, the storms are not there that often. So I was just going ham using all my stuff at that point. Yeah, you, know? it, you, you didn't really hear it that much. I think I think that is probably the most annoying part of the game, and I think it's also annoying because we know as players why it occurs. Because you know they released that information saying like oh if you once you become more ghosts the storms are appear and stuff like that it's just like all right this whole time I thought Tushima was like going through like a hurricane season and it's always like <laughs> thundering or some shit like it's, it's it's all dark and cloudy because of the Mongolians being here yeah I I I didn't think it was a symbolism of like the way you're playing but then once that was told it was really annoying because it's like so wait you want you force me to play as a ghost. And now that I'm playing as the ghost, you put this annoying ass same uh, audio loop of a storm in the it background. Like, it feels like you're getting punished. Yeah, it, it. I think that's something that should be turned off, especially as like, um, you know, this game is so photogenic and it's such a stunning game that like the storms mute the colors a little bit. Just it I, does. Just a little bit. It, it it makes it darker for you to continue using your ghost abilities right so since it, it means the colors a little bit like sometimes um yeah and so one of the things that was annoying about it is that the storms just you know just keep happening and and the game forces you to play as a ghost so it's just like why like you're punishing me for for doing something that another inevitably i have to do to play the game so it was just, it's just really annoying. Yeah, that, that that was probably the most annoying feature of the game. That bothered me the most out of anything in the game was that. Um, what do you think about like you know a lot of the game, especially like when we talk about like the story of the game, a lot of it you know t- t- seems to be like what happens when you go against like tradition and like what is like set up. But a lot of the side quests, especially like the main, like the companion side quests, I feel like they have a lot to do with like revenge and seeking. Well, they, they all have a theme, essentially. Um, I, I feel 
uh, Lady Masako is revenge. Um, I think uh, Sensei Ishiwakawa is uh, like tradition and fear. I think. Um, and then the priest. I feel his missions were about. Yeah, like preserving the past or letting go of the past, I think is one of those two. I, I find from him. Um, his I can't really pinpoint, but it, it's something around around there. Yeah. Or, or just accepting who you are, maybe. I, I'm not sure. Um, and what about Yuna? Yeah, uh, Yuna, I think, is redemption. I think Yuna's story is about redemption. Because when you meet her, she's a thief. And she's uh, uh, what do they call it? A scoundrel? Whatever they call, whatever they call it in the game. Um, and she ends up being your biggest ally, and you know all the all the honor people, the, all the samurai, are like, oh, why are you rolling with this girl? You know, she's a thief. You shouldn't be hanging out with these type of people. And he and Jin always defended her, like, oh, she saved my life, and she's helping me save the island you know she's doing more than a lot of people out here so I, I think her story is about redemption about changing your story changing who you are and because from her you learn how to change yourself and realize that the samurai code while it's good at the same time it's a terrible thing it's uh it's too single-minded. It's too too narrow of a way to live because you just live about this, but you don't see everything around you. And he learns that because of her. So I, I feel I feel that's where these stories of teach him something, while at the same time he changes them. Yeah, I mean, I mean, definitely, there's so much parallels to like his journey and the psych the psych companion's journey as well. Like you said, like uh, Lady uh, Yuna being the fact that like yeah, you have to um, you know accept the new the new thing about you, embrace the new like the, your new title, your new like your new way of being. I think Yuna helps him in that in that way. I feel like Lady Masako with like the revenge plot of like getting her sister and attacking her sister. I think at the end it was kind of like it's very similar to when him and his uncle had a fight. You know, it's kind of like okay, you know, you might have like we might have some beef here, but you're family at the end of the day, and like I'm not going to like you know hurt you or like come like that. Nothing's gonna change the fact that you're family. I think that that's very telling in in that in that storyline. Um, Did you finish her storyline? Yeah, she kills her sister, right? Yeah, she kills her sister. Yeah, what are you talking about? There's no there's no forgiveness there. She kills her because, <laughs> but she does she does yeah, kind of like oh, because she she does no she gives her the knife like I'm not gonna kill you like it's gonna kill like you know yeah like you 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 do the samurai killing you know just yeah. you kill yourself but it's like I'm not gonna do it. You better do it, you know. Yeah, it was. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> or else someone else is gonna do it. It was more but like it, fuck it, you. Yeah, it was more like a fuck, fuck yeah, you it's, story. It, it's it's. But you're right in the sense of, of like your family, and we could have worked this out. 
but you're full of hate and you're full of resentment and you're full yeah. of all these things and you know when you think about that story you know lady massacre kind of fucked her over too so no wonder she was full of hate you know you, yeah you, you you put me into a life that i never wanted like i wanted your life and essentially in her eyes she feels like she stole her she stole her life yeah and then you put me in this terrible one so it was just a very hateful thing that it's funny because did you finish the Ishiwakawa one yeah with the his uh his uh his apprentice apprentice leaving and yeah. he's allowing her to leave yeah. So he, he he learns forgiveness, something that I think Lady Masako kind of learns too at the end of her story. Like she forgives and learns how to live and let go of her resentment, her anger, her hate and all that stuff. And I think Ishiwakawa did the same thing. He let go of his anger, his hate, and he realized that him being so focused on the samurai code alienated everyone in his life. And he didn't live a life. He didn't, you know, he didn't have anything. At the end, he tells him, like, hey, I, I've been alone my entire life. Like, don't do the same thing I've done. So it's another lesson that Jin learns there. I'm just like, yeah, as much as, as good as the samurai way of being is, the code kind of isolates you from the world. And you can't live like that, you know? Yeah, I mean, and you also see her, that's why I think her his apprentice gives up the code kind of like yeah nah this life isn't for me like I'm not gonna go the way of the bow like I see what it did to you I'm not gonna follow that that route I think that to me was the best uh, story in terms of companions I think I really enjoyed yeah. that one and, and I think that's another good thing about this game is that those side quests don't feel like side quests they have their own story I loved how they tell you how long the story is how many missions you have to go through to finish the story and it's 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 its own little thing and in other games sides sides uh side quests are literally side quests like they're fetch quests they're all these pointless things that you're doing just to grind up you know and what i like about this game that the side stories were actual stories they had a they were telling you something and they had a beginning and end and i think i really enjoyed about this game it's um a lot of the other games don't do that. They they just make you do stuff just to do it, you know? And this game was very... All all, all, all three stories, all four stories, because you also do Yuna's story, they all had something to do with what you're doing also, but they're just so self-contained, and they're side quests that are stories. Like, they could have been, you know, wrapped up into the main main game and you wouldn't have thought second of it you know yeah i just love how they kind of did it apart and it was it actually said it was a story i i, I keep repeating that but it's like the side quest was our story you know they were, yeah they were, they were a, a thing it, re- it reminds and me go ahead sorry no 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 i was done it reminds me a lot of um mass effect and the companion mission on mass effect I mean, on Mass Effect, they had a little bit of a bigger emphasis because if you did your companion mission, that means your companion might survive. They gain trust. They might might survive the last final mission. But each companion in Mass Effect had their own, like, story arc. So it kind of reminded me of of that, Um, at least. Like, everyone has their own story arc. Everyone has their story to tell. So, yeah, I agree. Like, it's just... Even what I found interesting was... There's a lot of stories of like 
uh, mystical tales and um, a lot of side quests on um, um, like like oh there's beasts in the in the forest and there are children are like you know attacking and like you know like ch- monster children and stuff like that and then obviously they're like old Japanese like uh, folklore tales and so um, what's really cool about it is that is that I always was waiting for a uh, like it to come true like a, a monster to pop out of nowhere or a um, a kid to be like a goblin or something but it never really happened it was just um, part of of the game it was just like the the um, the narrative was actually just a regular narrative regular story so I really enjoyed that I was always waiting for something something different and I think now that they announced the um, four player uh, multiplayer game part of that's part of the game I think we learned that that yeah like these mystical stories and these folklore tales are going to be part of the multiplayer game and that's why it's not part of the single player game but I was always waiting for one of those like side quests to actually be real <laughs> to actually be real yeah like and I was super into it I was su- I was always waiting for something to to come out of it yeah, I think it's interesting you mentioned that because it leads perfectly like you said into the multiplayer so now these stories could probably potentially be actual bosses you fight now you know or you know the waves of whatever it is that's happening because there's gonna be there's gonna be like raids and there's gonna be uh, what's that what's that when they they keep coming at you those waves what's Hor- that horde called? horde mode horde mode you know so they're gonna have that they're gonna have those two type of things and I feel like the raids are gonna be that you know you have to fight two people and then fight the boss and it's that mystical being or mystical creature and you have to do all these crazy things I yeah. think that's what the, the game is going to be about you know? I mean I, I think they they said there's going to be four different samurais and I think obviously the four different samurais are, are going to be the samurais that you hear the legends of so yeah, that so it's going to be is the samurai the the ronin uh the The Ronin, is a samurai Ronin, or the other ones, uh, the assassin, and there's one more. I forgot the name of it. But yeah, and I uh, think they, they could probably be the the ones from those. But yeah, go ahead, man. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Cut you off there. No, no, it's fine. Um, yeah, so I'm excited to see to see how that all plays out. Um, for multiplayer wise, I think it's gonna be super fun, super great. One of the, the the characters I forgot to bring up that I really liked and I thought like it added a level of like like oh I'm just you just for the, the different side of the coin is like Rizzo. Rizzo is his childhood best friend who basically like the con kind of like pretty much to like. Strong him to be part of it. Yeah, strong arms him basically to be part of like the 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 Mongolian regime. Yeah, so here are the samurai. I'm sorry, Ronan. It's gonna be samurai hunter, Ronin, and assassin. Okay, cool. Ronin or Ronin, whatever you want to call it. Ronin, no Ronin, Ronin. Mm. Yeah, so I, th- I thought that was that that part of the story was really cool, 
and like you have to basically fight your childhood best friend and like you realize how like they're like that Jin you know Jin was always gonna be fine because he was like part of like royalty yeah but like Rizu like they had like a duel obviously and then like Jin embarrassed him and like Rizu couldn't be a samurai so that was his only chance so he had to join the Ronins and I just thought that was so cool like yo like this one thing that you thought we did as kids that like for you it was like just like a regular like day like ruined my whole life yeah and I just enjoyed like their that, that battle at the end where like we you know Jin is like I don't want to do this but I gotta do this anyway and like that and I love how at the end like there are Ronin um there are um the Ronins are everywhere like attacking you fighting you and like they play so different than the Mongols yeah yeah so. they're they're faster yeah they're definitely a lot faster um and I love every setting um one of the now let's talk about the gameplay a little bit like one of the best gameplay moments to me where when you're fighting Lady Masako like she attacks you oh yeah from the from the trailer yeah Yeah, the whole scene was from the trailer oh I didn't watch the trailer yeah that was that was uh, like one of the set pieces from the trailer that you know you're you're walking up and you fight this person like oh I don't want to do this we shouldn't be doing we shouldn't be fighting each other we should be fighting the the invaders or whatever and then it cuts off there so then you get actually play off the, the match. But I don't know if they actually is a lady or they put a guy there. I don't know if they pulled the Last of Us type of thing where they kind of faked you out with with their trailers. Oh, uh, okay. But that scene was, was in the in the game. It was in the trailer. Okay, I didn't see that in the trailer. But I just love that part where you're at the fighting and then, like, you see the born arrows come, like the fire arrows come and land, like, where you're fighting. I'm like, oh, shit, this is so fucking cool. Yeah, man, the game is just so fucking stunning, and the gameplay is so kinetic and so much fun. Like, yeah, definitely, just just great. It, it it's it. The game had a lot of set pieces that were really cool. Um, what I did, what I would have wished is that when you're doing the the you know the the, the those big war set war pieces that you were doing fighting the Mongolians. I wish there were more Mongolians. Like I, I felt, I wish there was a feeling of of these guys are overwhelming. You know, I I was able to just run and slice everybody and get up to the top and that's it. You know, I just, I wish there was just more of an overwhelming force that you had to kind of deal with when you were you know taking over, taking back Castle uh, Shimura uh, when you were doing the last uh, end, end end game when you were trying to take out the boats i wish there was just it felt i wish it felt overwhelming you know and it did it but it's those pieces were pretty fun when you're charging you're fighting with people and i thought that was all pretty cool yeah definitely i i i think um i i think honestly the for the gameplay i think it maybe would have Depending on how they structured it, but there was like a lot of Mongolians. I think it might have like it might have felt like too cheap. Kind of like sometimes like depending, but that's why the gameplay like there's enough at least in my opinion enough like enemy variety and like different types that like you have to switch up your stance, you gotta change how you play. It kind of feels like I think like if they added too much enemies, then maybe the gameplay would have been a bit more easier. And then that's when you really get into like that like. I'm not this not a samurai, so it is a lightsaber, and I can just cut through all of y'all. 
Um, okay. I get what you're saying. Yeah, so I think. Did, I'd, did you ever, did you ever have problems with uh, how the cam- the camera never locked on enemies? I did at first, and a few times the camera gets a bit wonky. Um, what I did was a trick that I saw on IGN was like uh, to give you a, a second to like breathe. You like switch. Put up your pull up the 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 menu the short menu to switch items. So you pull up the thing to switch items, and then that freezes everything. So once that freezes everything, you kind of have like a moment to decide like where you want to go, where you want to hit, what do you want to do. So that's what I did, like to like combat like you know different things. I was like, okay, let me freeze time right quick a little bit to like get my bearings and see what's happening. Yeah, I, I, I never did that. What I always did, I was just roll away and try to get them on one-on-ones. Um, I, I never felt overwhelmed by the camera or anything like that. I, I've always, I was I was able to, you know, when I was cornered or, or when I was really hitting the wrong person, I would just roll away and center myself again and, you know, fight that way. I right. never felt like the camera fucked me over. Yeah, doing battles. Yeah, it seems it seems to be a complaint a lot of people have, but I guess like the he basically the 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 director of the game kind of said like the reason why it's not there is because like when you're fighting like especially different enemies that end up coming at you at the same time, it's it's not like it's not like you're you're hitting all the enemies the same like. You have to switch your stance. You have to like you know, uh, dodge and and block and stuff like that. So because of that, like, like if you're locked on to a shield guy, and then you're only focusing on shield, and like a sword guy hits you, like it might not give you enough time to switch over, and then hit that guy. So it's like it's kinetic in the way that way you can do that that dance, that sword dance, of like mm-hmm. switching your stances and. Um, like doing your dodges and stuff like that for the enemy that you want to do it with, but if you're locked on to one enemy, it doesn't give the opportunity to like, you know, switch things up at the fly. You have to probably lock on. It adds one extra step to the combat of locking on to somebody else, then switching your stance, then you know, so on and so forth. Yeah, that's true. And the game, um, the game kind of does like an auto lock on of like whoever's attacking you or whoever you're near. So. That's true. Who or whoever you hit, you know that you, you tend to stick to that person. Right. Yeah, I I never had an issue with that. Uh, did you like the HUDless game? The way it had no HUD, the wind guided you everywhere. Did yeah, that? Yeah. Did you oh. like it or did you not like it? I I loved it. I so this game reminded me also a lot of like Breath of the Wild. Obviously, they took some some um some pointers from that game, um and did a lot of Breath of the Wild things like. You know they'll have the environment lead you and stuff like that. So I'm just gonna just shout out the podcast. I'm sure somebody might want to listen to it. So where I heard the director speak, I heard him speak on the game cast of the kind of funny podcast. So kind of funny is a podcast. They have a podcast called Gamecast, and it's under Spoiler Cast with the director. And one of the things he said was. Um, that like when you're looking at a HUD and you're looking at like the radar, you're not looking at the environment. You're just looking at like your radar and where you need to go. And so like sure. it doesn't give you time. Like it doesn't really help you like t- 
take in the scenery, take in everything. But if you're if you're just following like the wind, you're most likely to look around and see like the colors of the flowers and like you know basically smell the flowers and take it all in basically. So I thought that was stuff yeah. So I thought that was really interesting way of like putting it like if you're looking at the whole world as your directional for your directional cl- clues then you're more likely to take it all in as opposed to like a little circle on a dot. So I thought that was really interesting and I thought that was a really cool um, thing to do. So yeah, so I, yeah, it's just, I just think it failed at capturing the one, like that wonder of Breath of the Wild. I saw, I remember I saw a review of like girlfriend reviews and it was like, Oh, where are you going? Oh, I'm following this bird. Oh, where's that bird leading you to? Oh, he showed me a headband. <laughs> and you're like, oh, where are you going? I'm going. Yeah, I followed that bird whenever it popped up, dude. Yeah. I always followed it. You're like, oh, where are you going? Oh, I'm going to go chase this bird. Oh, where's it leading you to? Oh, to a haiku. Oh, what did I give you? Oh, a headband. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, 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 you get accessories from that shit, essentially. Right, but it just wasn't as compelling as, like, even though I think Breath of the Wild, in my opinion, there was a lot of what are those? I forgot those rooms that they had, like the like their like their dungeons that they would show you. And a lot of it was just like, oh, I'm gonna go over this hill and here's a dungeon or something. But Breath of the Wild has so much like other like a meteor falls down and you go and there's something else there or like the dragons in the sky. There was so like there was a lot more mystical things to be had and a lot of like wonder. But I think obviously ghosts that's rooted in reality can't be like, oh, come over here and then you're gonna see some crazy shit. Nah. Yeah. I I think what it does in that sense is just I like how it leads you to the places. I feel like it could have done better in terms of like maybe mixing some. Obviously, they got that from um, Breath of the Wild, but also Red Dead. Um. Like Red Dead Two, like like you know, random things happen in like the game, and then like they're not all the same, you know. Stuff like that, yeah. I think, would have been really interesting and really cool to do. Um, so hopefully, the next game they can kind of do it. Cause I, I felt like after a while, I was just like, okay, this is gonna lead me to this this fucking fox is gonna lead me to a shrine. So like, what's the point? Um. Yeah, so I thought they could have done better in that realm. But I, I I mean, at the end of the day, like I still follow it. I still I they still yeah. got me, even though I don't I don't enjoy but it as much. I think that's what I liked about it is that those little things helped you explore. And they help as com- as I'm completing the, the the platinum. Some platinums are very like tedious and and this one is essentially just explore the game go look at this do that you know collect this and stuff like that and those collectathons in this game don't feel like a hassle like you don't have to get everything in order to get the platinum you know there's just certain there's little there's specific things you need to get in order to get the platinum and and it, it helps you track it and all that stuff and I, i've never felt overwhelmed like oh i need to do this in order in order to find all of these things because if not i'm gonna lose it and i'm gonna forget about it and like, I just I just like how straightforward the whole game was, and when it comes to those the birds and stuff, like, yeah, at the end of it, you ended up getting some fucking shitty headband that you're not gonna wear, or you know, or whatever or other crap you're gonna get. But I just liked following it because it was just beautiful where it was taking me, you know. 
and I liked seeing where I was gonna go or wondering where I was gonna get to because it just it was just such, such a nice game and following it helped me explore and on top of that I liked how the fact that when you run when you're in a mission you could follow these birds anywhere and your mission will still be waiting for you to, when you get back and I think I really like that because sometimes I feel some games kind of don't let you explore when you're in the mission or or if oh you go too far mission failed or whatever you know you just kind of like come on man like let me score let me let me discover let me explore what's going on and I think this game lets you and allowed you to explore things that sometimes in other games you couldn't and you could you could even still do that mid-mission like I could mid-mission go climb one of those uh, uh, shrines that give you the charms and you know those take a while because you have to climb and do all these other shit you could literally do that while you're in a mission and some other games will never let you do that you know it, it, it'll kind of cancel you out for you to do that you know right I mean I think and I, I, and I, I really enjoyed that I think at times I think at times it does block you out obviously I mean I think if you're doing like a companion mission and you're walking away nah, from even when I was doing a companion mission I still I was able to do those things that's really why I, I mentioned that I oh, think okay. when you're doing I think something like trailing like somebody a, not even when I was trailing somebody I did whatever I wanted I, I ran to a fox and I'm like oh fox and I and I followed them and then I went back um, there's, there's a few times that I did like a trailing mission where I had to follow the two brothers for Lady Makasel's uh, mission Masako Masako Lady Masako's mission I had to follow two brothers in the Umi Cave or some shit Umi Cove oh yeah 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 but th- that one's that one's more specific it, you, you that one for sure you, ha- you you were following those guys to a boogie cove yeah you, you couldn't steer away from that but so that that was more specific that was more like oh follow this guy to here you know you're it was trailing it was, that was a, di- a different type of mission that you you know if you, you couldn't veer away from that one um but in general all the, the majority of the missions you could have done whatever you want except That's, maybe you know the final missions or whatever where you had to go with your uncle to do star and stuff um but i think overall in any mission you could just go out and do whatever you want yeah i mean w- w- the game does a great job of like allowing you to to do things at your own pace even what i like i like games that don't punish you for like beating it too early or or taking your time is definitely one where where when you come towards the end and everybody's ready for you you can talk to everybody and you're like hey man sorry bro sorry i forgot we'll get back to your killer or we'll help you i'll help you out with this mission and it's one of those things that other games would have been like well we're moving forward so either you do it or you don't um yeah this game definitely allowed you to to take your time and do things how you want to see fit so if a a psych companion didn't have a story that you didn't finish don't worry you can go back to it and finish it so i thought that was really great it's funny because uh, when I did mines, I had already finished. I, I did all the side missions before I went back and did story missions. So every time when I go to talk to them before something, it was always, you know, well, we have to wait after we do this, then we could go get them, you know. Or at the end, it's like, oh, thank you for helping me out with this. You know, don't don't be like me or whatever it is that they said to you at the end of the mission. They say to you again in the next one. Um, when you see him again so I it's funny that yours is different because you never you didn't finish it 
Yeah, yeah, I took my. I, had a, I rushed it just uh, to do the spoiler cast, and then I went back and I did some side missions. I beat all every all the companion side missions. I just have a few left. I clean up basically. Um, what the mystical ones? Like the mystical ones, like a few side quests, and then I could just go and do the fetch, do all the fetching of the items. But I won't. Oh, so you're gonna go for the plat? No, I don't think so. I never do, so it's not my thing. Maybe, but it's a I pretty don't. easy plat, man. I don't see myself doing it. Like what for? Yeah. Um. But yeah, overall, like it's just you. One of the things we didn't talk about was um the ending. Um. Yeah. Young, oh man. Yeah. That ending. Y- yeah, dude. That's what, when, what did you choose? What did you end up doing? So, I chose not to kill him. And I thought because at first, like I thought of it like an American traditional way of like I'm not gonna kill my family member. No way. And then we had the conversation of like, nah, that's what you do in samurai culture. And by not doing it, you know, you like dishonor him. Yeah. And so when I was, because I, I, I stayed there kind of thinking about what to do. I'm just like, damn, so I'm so, I'm so conflicted. Because in my head, I was like you, like, oh man, I want to kill him. Like he's still, he was still my boy, you know. He wanted me to be his son and. Even though I did not like that, you know, I, could be a great honor to you know be Lord Shimra's son or whatever, and get the inheritance and become you know the keeper of the islands or whatever. But I didn't like the fact that you were kind of by doing that you were essentially renouncing your Sakai name, you know, and. And you are the last of the Sakai. And I feel like that is... I, I, I felt renouncing that was shittier than, you know, than becoming this guy's uh, son. I, I, I thought that was kind of a, a, like a stupid ideology. But, you know, what matters is, is becoming the top dog. But I think regardless, you would have still been the top dog, right? Because Shimura didn't have any heirs... So sh- should it be the next family member up? Shouldn't you become, you know, the top dog? I don't, know. I don't understand that samurai culture. Anyways, that's irrelevant to the what we're talking about. But at the end, I chose uh, to kill him because in my head, I uh, like I was telling you, in Japanese culture, dying with honor is the greatest thing you could ever do to somebody. And if I didn't kill him he would essentially have been dishonored because one he you let uh, Sakai live and by letting Jin live you essentially uh, failed at doing what the Shogun wanted you to do and if you and you you essentially failed at the beginning by losing your castle you failed by um, not killing the Mongol invader yourself, uh, you know your 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 dishonored nephew did that, and and on top of that, I told you to go kill him, and you didn't. Yeah, you, you're you're a failure at this point, and you're extremely dishonored because you couldn't do what was asked of you as the keeper of the island, you know, as the governor, whatever you want to call him of the island. So. I felt like if if I let him live, he's gonna be such a huge, 
huge failure in the eyes of the Shogun. And he would have been dishonored. And he probably would have been forced to step down or... Like he... like Because he, he's not a capable leader. So I'm like, I might as well just kill him with honor and, you know, take the blame. I already, I'm already... I'm already a dead man walking and I'm a wanted person. So what's what's one more you know what's one more crime essentially in the eyes of the shogun they still they want me dead regardless so i was just like I, i'm just gonna give my uncle honor let him die with honor yeah no that makes yeah that makes sense i like i said I, I just didn't see it that way just because i was thinking of it as a as America, American tradition, it, it's funny because the whole game doesn't have any choices, and at the end, you're given that choice. It's like kind of like what you said. What are they gonna do if there's a part two? But I feel like it's an easy fix. They could just, you know, ask you what you chose in the beginning, and then write a small introduction of like, your uncle is homeless now, and he's in the gutter, or he <laughs> died with honor. Yeah, I, I didn't like that. I didn't, I didn't like how they they gave you a choice. I think it was just stupid. Because throughout the entire game, you don't get a choice, and now you're giving me a choice. Like, just tell me the story you want to tell me. You know, I, I just I, I I didn't like it. Well, you're not given choices, but you are allowed to make some dialogue um, choices in the game. And like, well, wow. th- those dialogue choices are not really choices. They're just like, ear. Do you want to find out about this, or you want to find out about that? So I mean, it's kind of like whatever you ask is what you end up finding out. True, but then some of the, the some of the choices are also like how Jane views things as well. Like you can view things of like I forgot there's some choices of like oh did I do the right thing? You'd be like nah, you didn't do the right thing. You should have done this. Or you could be like yeah, you did the right thing. It was very you know don't don't be so hard on yourself. And so yeah. while while they don't really have any ramifications in terms of like story and plot they at least put you in that role of Jin Sakai and how you think, you know, it's, it's, yeah, the, the game, it's a weird thing where we talk about, um, especially like in last of us, where you think you're playing, you have like agency over characters, but you don't, you're just like watching a story unfold. And then this goes to Shima, you, you kind of are the same way. Like you don't have agency, but then you realize they give you moments of like, oh no, you are Jin Sakai. Of like, hey, what is Jin thinking right now? Like, how is he, what's his mindset like? And in those moments that you decide, that kind of speaks volume to like how you view the world as his character. And so at the end, to give you an actual decision to make a physical decision, I guess it's like not that far of a stretch because they've been giving you like baby steps of decisions. You know, yeah. it's kind of like uh, you're playing like, you know, like cops and robbers. And at the end, you're like, all right, let's go rob a real bank now. You know, so. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I get your point. It, it does make sense in, in that. But I felt like this they, throughout the game, they were giving me bullshit. And now they're giving me the, one of the biggest choices to make. You know, I, I think I think if they were going to give me a choice, I think it would have been better to have a give me a dialogue to have with my uncle with whatever story beat you were going to give me like if there was a story beat of you wanting me to kill him then give me the dialogue choices of how I should I should talk to him in this moment 
or if he was gonna you know he was never gonna kill me because you know I'm the ghost and if you want a second part to this game <laughs> you're not gonna kill uh, 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 Jin uh, but what you know the choice essentially right now was either you let, you let him live or you kill him and I think they should just given you they, they should have give you the story they wanted like if you wanted him to survive or you if you wanted I mean if you wanted the uncle to survive or if you wanted to kill him and just give me dialogue options and whatever one you chose and and, and I think that would have given, given more weight because it's, you're reacting to that moment with your uncle and if you wanted me to if you wanted you've been giving me dialogue options throughout the entire moment I think that would have been a smarter choice to give me dialogue options at that end moment of how I should should talk to my uncle, but the fact that you give me the most massive choice of hey, you could either kill him or let him live, and it's just like Jesus, like you, that's such a major and like game changing plot device choice to make. You know, I, I think it was just too big for the little things you were making me do. The yeah, choices you were making. Yeah. I th- I think it's definitely like a all right now let's throw you in the deep end kind of thing when you're like in the kiddie pool with these like baby ass dialogue choices that they were giving you. Yeah, um, essentially. I, I I agree. I I definitely could see your your point of view in it. You know, but I, I like I said, it's one of those things where like for sure the game has a story to tell. And like I said, like the gameplay makes you play as a ghost no matter what. Like eventually you become the ghost. Like there's nothing you can do to not be the ghost. You are the ghost. Yeah. Even if you don't play. Even they, if you they spent the entire game forcing something to you. Yeah. So, even if you don't play, like even if you play honorable, like Jin doing cutscenes is gonna do the the, the dishonorable thing. Um, yeah. So it it is a game I think probably a little bit conflicted in identity of like you know am I. Jin or is Jin Jin you know but um I don't know I, I I could see where you're coming from at it and I could see where you're how you're how you see it that way I just think that maybe like they just want you know it, it does add we're, t- we're talking about it um either way negative or not and that just gives you an input of how impactful that choice is you know I think I think if yeah. it if it wasn't there it wouldn't be as impactful as a story narrative as a plot device so the fact that it's there it literally is everybody's like talking point when they talk about the game you know like everyone who beats the game is going to be like oh so what you do and this because this is the only moment you can decide something that's what everyone is talking about so i think i think in many ways they succeed at what they're trying to do and in many ways they could have done it better no, for sure, yeah. I, I highly agree. There's, and anything, there's always a way to do better. <laughs> you know? Like, your uncle could have just been like, yeah, Jin, do what you gotta do, man. I'm gonna stand by your side. And I'm gonna help you be, you know, defeat, give fear to the Mongols instead of being so rigid and be like, nah, you're, you're fucking up. You can't do this this way, you know? Um, and, and it's funny because in, even in the story, uh, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't remember who. I think it was Lady Masako who mentions that that Jin's dad was just like Jin. He was more open-minded, and and and, and Shimura was more of just like, no, we have to do things this way, and we have to be you know linear in what we do. And Sakai's dad was more like, oh, let's let's explore different things. Let's try 
to do things differently you know let's be more open-mindedness allow things to evolve um and it, it's it's funny to see that that happen again you know how Jin was just the way like his dad was and i think that's why i felt the fact that the idea of Jin becoming shimura's dad i mean shimura's son was just so like being adopted by shimura was so dumb because you were the last of the sakai and you're just like your dad and and the fact that you wanted to do that i think it was just kind of dumb yeah I, I i understand the the confliction especially when basically like um your your dad dies young and then you don't have a family really like you're left on like the wasteland and then this guy comes and he takes you under his wing and promises you like hey I'm gonna treat you like my son and stuff like that like it's it's daddy issues 101 dude like that's basically what happened like he longed for his dad and couldn't find him so he gravitated towards his uncle and I think that's why he has such a hard time even becoming a ghost in the beginning because like he's remembering his uncle's teachings of like we have to be honorable we have to be samurai and we can't you know kill our enemies in the back and stuff like that and so you see that take a toll on him because that is his dad regardless of paper you know yeah. so I, I so I think as in terms of a plot I think it makes sense of like you have a one you have a like a lot of regret for not being there to protect your dad when he died and not being able to like save him and that just shit goes into why you become the ghost that adds into that of like well i can't do this way i need to do what i need to do to save my family save my people because i was i couldn't do that when i was younger when we had bandits invading mm-hmm. but also you have that con- that confliction of like I want to be a better like warrior for my people, but I also want to make the like the person who I look up to as my father figure now currently. I want him to respect me and have and like and like follow his traditions. So so I think it make it makes a lot of sense of like why he was okay with like becoming part of that clan and becoming like his son. I think it makes perfect sense. I just think he realized that like the the title of your son is less important right now than the people of, of Tsushima. Yeah. So I think that's where like sure. the conflict comes about. Yeah. Essentially, yeah. Uh, but yeah, man, I, I it's just probably one of those story beats that I, you know, I, I I didn't really enjoy, and I wish when. Uh, I was hoping him to, you know, when he got disowned by his uncle, and he's like, you have to choose what you want to be, and he says, I am the ghost or whatever. I wish he would have been said, I am Jin Sakai, you know. Okay, I wish he would have said, I'm Sakai, you know, I'm not Shimura. <laughs> it's like, yeah, say no to your, your your uncle's last name, cause you're a Sakai, buddy, and the Sakai armor is better looking than <laughs> than the Shimura one, anyways. <laughs> I was hoping him to say some shit like that, you know. Yeah, it's it's definitely um, yeah, it's just it's such a good game, dude. Overall, like it's, I don't know how this year is gonna play out, but so far, my game of the year. 
Yeah, for sure. I I I don't know about game of the year because I, I still have to play uh, a Cyberpunk whenever it com- whenever that comes out. But let's say Cyberpunk gets pushed back. Yeah, man. I I, I think I w- I will personally choose this game over Last of Us. Yeah, like I said, objectively speaking, I think Last of Us is game of the oh, year. Way better game. You know, it's flawless. It's, it's beautiful. The gameplay. You know, I just. For me, the the whole thing of as playing as Abby just kind of destroyed the game, kind of for me. I <laughs> did not care at all for Abby, even at the end. I'm just like, oh my god, I just want this thing to end already. Like, I I I, can't, I hate this. Like, I'm I, I bought this game to to play Ellie and do all these things. And I, I didn't I didn't care about Abby. Like, I don't I don't I don't want you to force me to feel anything for her. Like, I just I didn't. I didn't care. I, I thought it was tacked on. But this game overall, Ghost of Tsushima, playing it was very fun. I didn't feel... I I never felt like it lagged on. Um, And I felt that way with The Last of Us. I felt like, man, this is too long. When is this going to end? Oh, man, is there more stuff now? Oh, fine, it's over. I'm in a nice farm with my wife and we got a baby. Oh shit! Wait, I gotta go back out again. And it was just kind of like, oh my god, it just it kept going, you know. When you thought it was gonna end, it just kept going. And like, the Last of Us. Yeah, it could be also that Last of Us was like a very linear experience, and a lot of story unfolded in the Last of like a lot of like yeah dialogue. And I don't mind that. And just position. That's what I love about the Last of Us. I love the Last of Us how it's telling you a story. I love how it's from point A to point B and here's our story and you're playing this game because you want to find out what's happening to these characters but I just felt like it was just too long like it just kept going and um, and it, what I liked about you know Ghost it was just explore the world take in the beauty you know fuck people up and it was very gamey it was very uh, like a gamey game and I, I really enjoyed all that and and the story wasn't bad, you know. It was you know, cookie cutter game, but a cookie cutter story, like you know, very straightforward. But I was entertained enough that I wanted to see what what happens, and you know, and continue. Even the side quests, like I told you, like the side quests were a great story, and I wanted to kept I wanted to keep playing to see what happened to these characters or how the story ended. So I never felt like. I needed to. I needed to keep going to finish it. I, I wanted to keep going, and I wanted to keep playing, and and just keep being in the world, you know. Yeah, I mean, yeah, definitely. It it is. Yeah, it's my game of the year, dude. So we'll see how what how it all plans out when um, Cyberpunk comes. I think that's like the last biggest release of the year. Obviously, yeah, it's, it's November. November something. Obviously, Miles November Morales. 15. Miles Morales comes out as well for the PS Five. But if it PS5, comes out, yeah. if it comes out of the PS Four, maybe I'll pick it up, and that also could be up there for for my game of the year. So we'll yeah. see what happens down the road. But this, anything else to say about Ghost? No, man. It's a great game. People should play it if they have a PS Four. Uh, they should let themselves pick it up for cheap if you want to if you don't want to spend the money but you're not going to regret playing this game it's it's a great game it's fun it's beautiful um, 
and I, I think people should give it a chance because I don't I don't think a lot of people even though it's it's a it's a fast selling game I think a lot of people still have an idea that it's gonna be it was gonna be shit and it's it's not it's not a shit game yeah and definitely really it good. I think it's um the multiplayer is gonna add some legs onto this so. If you were yeah. thinking that once you beat the story, there's nothing else. There's a multiplayer coming this fall, so. And and if the multiplayer is, is as kinetic, with the sword, like the sword switching and all that stuff, it's gonna be fun. Yeah. Like it's gonna be great. It's gonna be a challenge. And I think yeah. that's gonna be one of the things. Yeah, I think. Um, I think if they do add a a pretty good multiplayer component, this game could last for like the next year or two. In terms of yeah, just even to the PlayStation Five, I, th- I think it could even go into the PlayStation Five and become its own thing too. Yeah, I mean definitely. Um, I let me ask you a question before we wrap this up. What do you prefer? Do you prefer Ghost or Days Gone? Because these are the two kind of like two games that are are you know not really a lister. You know, PlayStation I just, exclusives. They're more I just, people. People hate them both, so or think they're shit. So, I, I I don't think so. I think Ghost has high praise. Oh yeah, for sure. But there's still a lot of people who won't give it a chance. Just like Days Gone, not a lot of people gave it a chance. Nah, I think it sold well, but it didn't. You know, people still. I think we. The game. I, I think if you look at Ghost, um. Compared to Last of Us, Ghost is yeah, user rating is way higher. User user rating is way higher. Metacritic rating is way higher. Like it's not even the it's not even like comparative. I think Ghost is up there. Like I, I think a, a good comparison of Ghost is not even is um is um Horizon. Like Ghost has a ninety two point. A ninety-two on Metacritic on user rating. That is the highest, like one of the highest user-rated games ever. Because uh, people suck, and people usually, you know, give bad reviews to everything. So, um, so it's yeah, it's not even compared. Like if you want to compare those kind of games. I think you. It's more like, like for example, on Metacritic, Last of Us Part Two, which I think is like a masterpiece, has a five point six. Well, that was user bombed. Right. That was rating bomb. So that shit doesn't count anymore. Okay, Horizon Zero Dawn, one of the best PS4 games, obviously. Eight point four. User wise, you know, um, like critically, I feel that, yeah, and and for example, Horizon has uh, I think like nine nine thousand around that price, like ratings from users. Ghost has sixteen thousand, so with double the users, it has a higher. So yeah, like it's not even compared. Like Ghost is objectively the better game. I think Ghost is up there with the top five. Um, Days Gone is a great PS4 game, a, a good PS4 game. It's at the bottom of like top ten, maybe. I really like Days Gone, but there's a lot of problems with that game. And I, if you told me if you didn't like it, I'd be like, I get it. 
Yeah. Um, but I had a lot of fun with Days Gone. A shit ton of fun with Days Gone. It's yeah. I would say that, fun, that game would run so much better on the PS5. I think fun fact there. I think Ghost is more fun, but I think Days Gone is also as is like right there in terms of just being very fun. But mm-hmm. there's just so many other problems with like Days Gone, like technical yeah. problems, story problems. Like there's just a a, yeah. a, a gambit of problems. Um, yeah. so I don't think it. I don't think it's a it's a worthy comparison. But but mm-hmm. I yeah I do think um actually I think Ghost is up there for like, the top five games of the PS4. It's yeah. like Last of Us Part Two, God of War, Spider Man, Horizon, and Ghost. I, I don't know how you rank them, but. That that's literally top the, five essentially. The, the top five in my head. Yeah, that's yeah. I agree with that. All right, that's all I have to say. All right, guys. So that Don't ends get it. our ghost uh, review. Um, I wanted us to write haikus, but we couldn't do that. <laughs> um, yeah, we I could. Forgot. We couldn't think of any haikus, and I didn't know it. It was like a symbol. With the uh, syllables. Alright. I'm a, I'm a freestyle one. You ready? Okay. This game is great. Yo. Lovely scenery. Beautiful sword fighting. You should definitely get this. I don't think that's right. Bitch. I don't think that's right, but uh, you guys let us know. <laughs> All right, and that ends our podcast. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Uh, stay tuned. We're going to review Bill and Ted Excellent Adventure possibly next week. And if you guys uh, want to leave us uh, comments or or any of that, you could do that. You could do so on Instagram or on Facebook. And let us know what you thought about Ghost. Did you like it? Is it your game of the year? Is it better than Last of Us Part 2? So we'll see you guys for another episode of Popcorn Heroes. Later. Deuces.